Hello, a bit of a disclaimer here. I feel like I'm full of disclaimers on this show. But I told churches for years to get out into the world. Doesn't mean you have to be entirely worldly, but quit preaching at people and get in their trenches and do life with them and things will be different in how they listen and heed to you. Now I'm doing that. I'm in the trenches. And so that's what this whole thing is about. That's how this whole podcast originated. And so we hope you enjoy these times on Enshane and the Brain. They'll get better. They'll get crazier. But at the end of the day, it's what life's all about. Keep on listening. Good day, good day. Welcome to the new podcast, Enshane in the Brain. Man, this is going to be a fun ride. This is episode one. I'm going to give you a quick rundown of the format we're going to have. Uh, We'll always have some introductory stuff that's going on. I'm going to be right off the bat usually being in your face about stuff that's controversial, stuff that's on social networks, stuff that might get you fired up. And we got a lot of that in the world today. It's easy to find in a couple of minutes if you do some social network searching. Um, Going to be some general news, so I'll usually give the date. Um give the episode number so if you're ever looking for something and what episode it was in maybe you can remember a date or the episode number to get you there uh we'll do an interview uh on most of the episodes it just depends on who i've got lined up working on a couple right now with some combat veterans working on some with some congressmen and senators working on some with some controversial figures in some of the debates we're having in our nation right now working on some with some biblical theologians, uh, some crazy people, some funny people, so we'll have a good time with that. If you're interested in being on the show, just just hit me up on the social networks. All my social feeds are The Shane Waldrop, so Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that junk. Just The Shane Waldrop, you'll find me. Um, I'll probably give a list of upcoming interviews when I've got them lined up for sure. Have a person of the week. Sometimes that person of the week may or may not be the one I'm interviewing, going to have some kind of guilty pleasure each time that things I enjoy to participate in or have fun with or recreational things or whatever. Uh, One of those that I can already tell you is I like a good scotch. And when I say good, I mean good. You got to pay for that good stuff. Anyway, I don't run around and get drunk. This is uh, kind of a side note. This is not a biblical teaching podcast, although we will touch on the things of God and that he's the reason we're here today. Um, but this is not the podcast. If you came here for me to teach you biblical lessons, uh, I'm going to teach you life lessons, and a Bible will be part of that. But this is going to probably, by and large, be a more controversial podcast than anything because I've got a whole lot of years, 20, 30 years of stuff in my head where the environments I was working or thriving in, I couldn't say them. And we'll cover all that breakdown at some point during this journey. There's a lot in that brain. That's why that's insane up there. Oh, we're going to have a weapon each time that we like. I love weapons. Uh, I'm not crazy, uh, but I love tactical preparedness. I love weapons, and so we'll, we'll have some of those, whether it be guns, knives, or something like that. We'll have some kind of topic we cover. Got to cover leadership. I have a bachelor's degree in leadership. I have a master's degree in leadership and ethics. I have a lot of time doing leadership things, and I will give that insight to you as it comes. I have a Bible verse of the day. Kind of usually we'll close it out with that, something you think about at the end. Once again, this is not a biblical teaching podcast. If you came here for that, 
I would love to interact with you on a biblical teaching level. This will have some biblical thought in it. This will have some God-guided thought in it. But this is a life lesson, get your crap together podcast. In your face, what's going on in the world. Let's get it straight and let's rock on. And so we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back in Shane in the Membrane. Okay, we're back in Shane in the Brain. I'm going to have to change a format up right here uh, because we have a all of a sudden notice that we got a special opportunity to interview somebody, the President of the United States. Good morning, Mr. President. What do you have to say? We have pushers and we have drug dealers that don't... I mean, they kill hundreds and hundreds of people and most of them don't even go to jail. You know, if you shoot one person, they give you life, they give you the death penalty. These people can kill 2,000, 3,000 people and nothing happens to them. And we need strength with respect to the pushers and to the drug dealers. Some countries have a very, very tough penalty, the ultimate penalty. And by the way, they have much less of a drug problem than we do. So we're going to have to be very strong on penalties. Okay. You already know the president wasn't here. That's probably never happening. Although, hey, Mr. President, if you're willing to come on my show, we'd love to have you here on In Shane and the Brain. We could certainly help a lot of those policy issues you have over there because I've got a team of people around me and people that will be on this show at some point in the near future uh, could fix the country fast. But anyway, we, we're having fun, and um, I don't care if you're a Trump fan or not a Trump fan. We're going to talk about whoever the president is. We're going to talk about whoever your congressman is, whoever your next-door neighbor is. We don't really care. Um, so let's – I don't think I said the date. Today's date – I don't even know what the date is. Is that bad? It's the 22nd of March. Okay. And so uh, if that matters to you, then you now know what the date is. Um, something that – if you ever watch the beginning of – Terminator. I forget which Terminator it is because there's so many of them. But there's a part where it says that the machines became aware. And something about that registers with me because that's kind of where I am almost every day right now. That as I look on the surface of what's going on in our nation and in our world, in various cities that I travel through, I am becoming aware of what's really going on. You, with social media and news, there is an awareness here. And awareness is key to leadership. You want to lead people somewhere, you need to be aware. Some of my employees are probably going to listen to this podcast. There are things I'm always doing and thinking about changing and fixing and adjusting on the horizon because as I become aware, things become more clear. And sometimes awareness does not happen that readily. And so I want to kind of issue a challenge to you as I sit here and drink copious amounts of coffee early in the morning. Becoming aware is key. How do you do that? Well, I mentioned there will be a little bit of uh, or a lot of God in this podcast. You need to get with your creator first and foremost. But after that, you need to become aware by reading and learning and knowing. You know, the average person that we try to hire in our business, I already can set the clock a lot of times on how long they're going to last because they're not even trying to be a person who is aware. 
they're a person, instead of being aware, they're a person who's just there. And so that's a real challenge for you today. Become aware. Get a book and read it. And I don't mean just to sit around and read the dang Art of War or the Lord of the Rings, some 50-pound book. Also not saying you can sit down and read the entire Bible in one sitting. What I'm saying is get some stuff in that brain. You know, this podcast is called In Shane in the Brain. The, the reason I use that as my title is because there's a lot of stuff in this head. And a lot of it can be very helpful to people as we unfold podcast episode after episode after episode because of the reading and the digesting of knowledge that has occurred in my life. Also, the digesting of copious amounts of coffee. You're going to find that term, copious amounts of coffee, is very useful in this show. I'm taking a drink right now. So I was surfing the interwebs this morning and uh, looking through the Twitter sphere and the Facebook world and the Insta feed and the snaps that I receive and uh, all those little things and who knows what's next on the world. And uh, so here's the, the Donald Trump tweet for this morning. He says this, remember when they were saying during the campaign that Donald Trump is giving great speeches and drawing big crowds, but he's spending much less money and not using social media as well as crooked Hillary's large and highly sophisticated staff. Well, not, they're not saying that anymore. Close quote. That's pretty funny, actually, because that's true. Everybody thought, oh, he can't do it, and he's, and, and he's not a social guy, and blah, blah, blah. And now, they, of course, the media busts on him for tweeting all the time. Anyway, so that's a fun world we live in. So as we speak upon this episode, as the in our culture right now, we are in a gun controversy again. Gun controversy after a gun controversy after a gun controversy. And every time there's a shooting, there's another gun controversy. Should we have guns? And they should we have more gun control? They never can tell what they mean by gun control. People on the left say they get gun control. They, we should take the people's guns away, and they should have no more guns. People on the right say that's what they're trying to do. People in the middle are lost, and it's just all over the place. And every time one of these things happens, we blame the guns. We know we have mental health issues, and so on and so forth. At the time of this recording, they just tracked down and killed a bombing suspect that was bombing places in Austin, Texas. And he had various bombs that he did, and they were made with intricate detail and so on and so forth. But, you know, every one of those bombs, one of them had a tripwire that I believe was fishing line, and it was wrapped in a package that was made out of cardboard. And so the same debate that people use for guns, do we want to apply it to this? Are we going to ban and make sure all cardboard boxes are confiscated now because they're a danger to society? You know what? We need to go through every Walmart and every store and take all the fishing line out of there because if somebody could use it as a tripwire for a bomb. And you see the ridiculousness of that argument? And so most of the time, the media picks up on a school shooting and they take it to some other place that we don't want to be that all guns are the the problem. The problem is people, okay? Time to throw in a little scripture verse here for you. The Bible says in Romans 3 that every one of us is sinful and falls short of God's standard, and we are messed up people. You know, I never had to teach my kids how to lie. 
one day they just start lying. We'd have to sit around the table, come on kids, let's have a moment together around the table here and let's learn about lying. We didn't have to have that. They just start lying one day. If you're listening to this right now, you're a liar. I'm a liar. We're all liars. Romans 3 tells us that. We're all sinful and we fall short of God's standard. People is the problem. And if people don't understand the value of life and the value of taking somebody's innocent life. We don't have time to talk about combat warfare right now. We'll get into that later. But if you don't comprehend just because somebody does something to you at school or on social media or something that you should not take their life, it's a it's a people problem. You know, I've seen a lot of people be attacked with various things in my life. I've, some, I've seen some people... I've seen a person get a beat down from a stapler. There's no outcry to make sure that we go to Staples and Office Depot and clear out all the staples and make sure that nobody can have staplers because they are a danger to our society. We need more stapler control in this nation. No, that's stupid. And that's why the gun control debate is stupid. Does something need to be done to protect our kids? Yeah, they did. something does need to be done but it's not taking away the very thing that could actually protect them. One of my favorite people who's also my person of the week is Cleon Noyer. Now, you can have a debate about how to say his name. He's also attached to the NRA, but bear with me. He's an African-American man who is a lawyer who is a gun advocate, and he speaks on behalf and works with the NRA who sometimes get a racist tag to them. This guy is the example that that's not the case. And so what I want to do for you right now is play you a little bit from him about how do you stop school shootings. And so here's that little clip. Give them the power to fight back so that they can defend the kids you entrusted to protect their minds and bodies in the first place. The sad thing is you all don't even entertain these options because we don't want evil guns in our schools and metal detectors would be unsightly. No, what it is is that you don't want a visual representation of your reality. You just want to be able to continue living in your mental utopia where feeling safe is more important than being safe. We fooled ourselves into thinking that we have a right to feel safe, and we don't. We do, however, have a right to protect our lives. We are a victim of our success. We fooled ourselves into thinking that we are so progressive and civilized that we've somehow transcended the reach of evil, where virtue signaling and pacifism is more important than survival. The problem is, this threat isn't coming from the outside. There isn't some outside force shooting these schools up. It's our kids. Okay, pretty heavy stuff from Coleon there. Uh, some great points. Uh, moving on to another subject, this is not a nationwide issue. Uh, at the current moment in my life, in our life, we're living in two houses. One is in Arkansas, one is in Oklahoma. Uh, at the current time, my children are in an Oklahoma school. Uh, some of my children. I have three that are already out of the house and three who are still at home. Uh, but... The issue that I want to talk about is that they have this issue in Oklahoma that is not a new problem about school pay. And not just school pay, but teacher pay. For years and years, I don't know how long this has been happening, but it's been happening for a while. 
teachers who are somewhat close to the border go over to Arkansas or Texas to work because even with traveling, they can make more money than Oklahoma school system would be able or willing to pay them. And so I want to say that in the same vein that this years and years of problem to me points to the fact that somebody is taking the money somewhere in the political system in the state of Oklahoma. Now, you could probably write into the show or hit me up on one of my social media sites and say, what in God's name is the state of Oklahoma doing with the money they get? And who's actually getting their pockets lined instead of the teachers who are taking care of our kids? Uh, So feel free to do that. But the point is, it's not happening. And so as we speak, in about eight more days, there, unless something changes, there is going to be a teacher strike, walkout, something like that, for the entire state of Oklahoma. And based off of the previous trends of the government and governor and Congress and Senate or whatever you want to call them, the the politicians of Oklahoma, I don't see them coming up with some sort of deal that puts the kids back in the classroom again because they're just awesome and want to pay these teachers a, a wage that is competitive. You know, and at some point here, it's not even about competition. They don't even make any money at, to speak of. Every one of these cities around here, this small town, America, Oklahoma, it keeps pass, trying to pass these bond votes and these tax hikes and all these things just so they can do something extra for the school. Well, they'll turn around and do a, they'll, they'll pass a vote to put some turf at the football field, but they won't pass anything that helps out teachers. I mean, in just a minute, boy, they can get new footballs and, and, and stuff like that. And listen, I'm a football fan, so don't get me wrong there. But do you see what the problem is? And so as Oklahoma teachers prepare to do this thing, and if they do go ahead with it, it means there's a chance the school year could go longer. One of my kids is supposed to be graduating. Uh, one of my kids is supposed to be in extracurricular sports. You see how those things are going to be effective now. And I'm, it's not just about me. I mean, it's about everybody in the state of Oklahoma. And so I'm curious to see how this plays out. But it's a problem. It's been a problem. If you're a government person in the state of Oklahoma, get your head out of your fourth point of contact and do something for the teachers in the state of Oklahoma. Quit being stupid. Quit lining your own pockets. Quit worrying about building another honorary statue for the thunder or something stupid like that and take care of the teachers take care of the te- don't put one single more sooner anything anywhere take care of the teachers in the state of Oklahoma that take care of our kids on the intellectual basis and the politicians also need to look at taking care of our kids on a safe basis it's always about the kids isn't it you know, I'm going to circle back around to gun control here, or the lack thereof, or however you want to phrase it. We put armed guards at banks to protect our money. We put armed guards at things that are important to protect our security and whatever that situation. And the most precious physical thing on this earth to us is our children, and then we still seem to have a problem with putting armed guards there. 
back to the NRA. The NRA said five years ago, put armed guards in every school. It'll be it'll be a situation that'll be much more able to deal with if you do that. I'm not saying it's gonna solve everything, but it's gonna it's gonna certainly help. Like Colleon said, unsightly. I don't care if my kid's school looks like a prison. If my kid is safe, I'm okay with that. All right, we'll be back in just a minute with general news. All right, we're back with general news on In Shane and the Brain. Just give you a few rundowns. Once again, this is March 22nd, 2018. This is funny. The headline of the day, uh, depending on which site you go to, is about Joe Biden and Donald Trump wanting to fight each other. And so if you remember back in the campaign days, I believe this was something. Well, anyway, it stirred itself back up this morning, and, and President Trump and Joe Biden sound like they want to square off in the boxing ring more than ever. What's funny is on this one site, they have a tail of the tape. So Joe Biden, age 75, height 6 foot, weight 180, uh, training regimen, arm curls on phone, election record is 7-2, and two. Knockout punch, salty language. Donald Trump, age 71, height 6'3", weight 239 pounds, training regimen, golf and McDonald's. Election record, 1-0. Knockout punch, devastating tweets. Anyway, that's pretty funny. Of course, the rest of the news this morning, uh, they're talking about the bomber situation in Austin. Uh, that bomber uh, confessed in a 25-minute recording to with specific detail about the bombs that he had built and set off anyway he's dead now set off his own bomb in a car there was an fbi agent i believe that shot at the same time the bomb went off so the coroner will at some point tell us what killed him but anyway he's dead he's no longer a threat in that situation uh let's see what else we got here uh, a lot of issues with sanctuary cities that's a whole nother uh game to get into there Interesting about a baseball player this morning. Ex-big leaguer ruined his hand punching a man on LSD. Gets $2.3 million. Uh, That's crazy. And something about shoplifters, something about football. There we go. Two tourists killed, two others injured in a crash at the Great Barrier Reef. And then... What else do we have? Steve Wynn slashes stake in Wynn Resorts. You know, that guy's been accused of uh, messing with ladies, so he's probably going down. And then death row, death sentence reinstated for only woman on meth- Mississippi's death row. I was going to call it Mississippi. There's probably parts of Mississippi we could call Mississippi. We'll not get into that. I've lived over there at some points in my life. Interesting area. Um, as I said earlier, my person of the week is Colleen Noyer. It uh, it goes without saying if you follow him and, and figure out what he's about, that he will give you intelligent, informed information. You know, as I said earlier about becoming aware, and that's really my leadership point today. I'm not going to have a, another section that I take off on in leadership. If you focus on becoming aware. 
I'm not just talking about some stupid yoga junk where you bend your and contort your body and exhale and meditate and all that stuff. I'm sure that stuff's good for you. Uh, I also don't eat salad. Uh, we'll just not go into that right now. Um, but you need to be aware. You need to be aware of what's going on in the world. You need to be aware that God has a plan for you if you're still breathing. You need to be aware of tactical awareness of your surroundings. Uh, you know, if you don't want to own guns and you want to beat a guy with a stapler if he breaks into your house at 2 o'clock in the morning, be my guest. I'm going to use a gun. I'm going to protect my family with the mo- the most necessary force that I can. And in my journey throughout the day today, as I go out in public and I interact with people and I go work out and I go to the bank and I go to do this or that, I will be aware at all times. Not just tactically aware, but mindfully aware of what's going on in the world and what does it mean. You know, I'm not talking about like double rainbow, triple rainbow guy. It's double rainbow, man. Triple rainbow. What does this mean? I'm not talking about tripping on acid and smoking weed and what does all this mean. I'm talking about becoming aware. There is a place that this earth is going. There is a place that this nation is going. There is a place that you are going in your life and those around you. People who want to help you. People who want to hurt you. People that want to benefit you. People that want to drag you down. You pick the side. It's all going on at all times. And you will not even possibly know it unless you become aware. Some of you who follow my social network posts, I always talk about demon hunting. And that is a physical and spiritual thing. I'm not going to let the physical bad guys get my family if I can do anything about it. On the battlefield, we did not let the physical bad guys take over our area or do something to get us when we were in combat. If I could go right now into any zone where terrorists are, we would take out those guys from up on a hill or in a city in urban warfare or whatever and not let the bad guys get the innocent people. And sometimes if you just sit and wait and let them come to you, they may get you before you can get them. If you don't hunt those bad guys sometimes, they may hunt you first and get you before you can get them. That's why you have to be a hunter sometimes. On the spiritual side, it's the same thing. Spiritual and physical meet on every instance, as you already probably know. But if you don't seek and become aware and seek out what is going to mess your life up and mess your day up and mess your family up and hunt it and destroy it and get rooted out of your life and prevent it from taking over, it will take over. You want to go spiritual for a second? Demons don't even sleep. So while you're sleeping at night, and oh, I got to get my eight hours of sleep, and I got to make sure I get enough rest, and my beauty sleep, and all this, that demon, or multiple demons, sits on the foot of your bed, thinking how he can seek and destroy your life. The Bible says the devil himself runs around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. You think you're tough? You think you're bad? You think you got to have that beauty sleep and all that? Demons don't even sleep. They are waiting for you when you wake up. You want to mess your head up, go read C.S. Lewis's book, The Screwtape Letters. It will mess your world up about how he 
portrays spiritual warfare. And so you need to be aware. I'll be right back in just a second with our hedonistic pleasure of the day. Okay, we're back on In Shane in the Brain. I mentioned we would have a hedonistic pleasure of the day. It's not even going to be of the day. Hedonistic pleasure of the podcast, I guess. And let me dive into this just a little bit so we're not confused about what it means. First of all, the word hedonistic means engaged in the pursuit of pleasure, sensually or self-indulgent. Now, hedonistic basically says I am pursuing something that is for me. That generally has no spiritual value. So for those of you who are listening to me on that side of the coin, I get that. If you listen to John Piper, he talks about Christian hedonism and that going after the things of God is a way to have joy as well. And so that you find your joy in God, Christian hedonistic activity happens because your joy is in God, then it comes back to you because you're serving him and it's helping you. That being said, I'm just talking about some physical stuff that I enjoy doing. Uh, When we have you on the show and we interview you, that's what we're going to talk about too. Hey, what do you like to do? What's your guilty pleasure, the thing you really like to do? We're going to probably talk about a different scotch every week. I'm just into sipping scotch. I've, I've started to learn that you get some of the expensive stuff and you pay good money for it. Um, it it's it's good and smooth and it tastes good. And, and some of you are not into that. And some of you will maybe turn the podcast off now because you know, you're checking out on what that means spiritually. It doesn't mean anything. And so, anyway, today I want to tell you the one probably that I have liked the most so far. And that is Highland Park 18-year. I've noticed at the 18-year mark is where Scotch really makes a hard turn to being much more smoother and much more in a place where you can taste the different flavors. One of the things I have a hard time doing, you know, they give you these descriptions in some of these apps about a Scotch or some of you maybe drink wine and it's in there. And they give you all these hints of this and and you'll catch notes of that and sometimes I don't even get even close to catching the notes that they catch but on this Highland Park 18 year old scotch it's good stuff it's really smooth it has a lot of thing so I'll just give you what the article says about Highland Park 18 year they say we shudder to think that Highland Park 18 has only been with us since 1997 what were we drinking instead with the highest of accolades awarded in the whiskey world under the, their belt, one wonders what their secret is to success. The selection and creation of the casks has to be part of the recipe. Using both European and American oak casks are built to their specifications and sent off to Jerez to be filled with Oloroso sherry. Three years later, they get them back and the journey begins. And so this is, if you're into scotch, you understand if it's scotch, then it's made in Scotland. Um, there's whiskey that's made in other places, and you, we can get into that later. So here's what they say the tasting notes are. 
The sweet smoke is underlying the feature in the whiskey, but the complexity of the dram is what is more enjoyable. Among the many notes found were oyster mushrooms, fresh-cut apples, kelp, cigar ash, honey, sea salt, and smoked bacon. Velvety and indulgent, the whiskey finishes on the dry side with mouth-watering acidity. All right, so as I said before, I don't get half of that. I certainly never got, um, what was it? Oyster mushrooms, never did. Fresh cut apples, maybe. Kelp, don't even know what kelp tastes like. Cigar ash is kind of a funny thing. There's smokiness to certain scotches, and so maybe that's what they're meaning by that. Honey, maybe. Sea salt, didn't, didn't catch it. Smoked bacon, definitely didn't get that. Where it says it's velvety, though, that is true. It is a smooth thing. And so if I was going to describe Highland Park 18-year myself, I would just say it's smooth, it's got a little spice to it, and uh, and it tastes real good. And so if you're a scotch person, there you go. You, you can go try that one. Next podcast, I'll recommend another one. And what I'll do on these podcasts is I'm going to have something that I like doing or that I like checking out or participating in. At some point, I may run out of things. But for sure, every week, I'm going to recommend a scotch. Now listen, let's do a disclaimer. I don't get drunk, so that's spiritual Christian people just stop. You know, you can go ahead and write me emails. Those are fun anyway. Um, but if you're listening and you're an alcoholic, then this you need to stop. Okay, this is not for you. You don't need to mess with that stuff. You know, just like any other habit. If you have an eating habit, you don't need to go hang out at Golden Corral or some buffet and 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 ruin yourself. Uh, if you have a problem with food, if you have a problem with looking at people of the opposite sex in a lustful way, let's say, and then that's a problem for you and you just can't stop. Well, don't go to the swimming pool this summer and hang out with people in bikinis and junk. It's just kind of, you're asking for it, right? And so anyway, on the, on the scotch front, I enjoy sipping scotch. That's it. And I have a good time with it. What kind of scotch do you like? Hit me up on the social network. We'll be back here in just a minute with more. Just a note about interviews as we have people on here. Kind of the format that we run, hot topics of the day, stuff that's in your face, guilty pleasures, guns, you know, crazy life stories, uh, whatever those things might be. It kind of be how the interview goes, things that I'm going to disclose from myself. I'll also ask the person on the show about, you know, I like this kind of gun. Well, what kind of gun do you like? Hey, one time I had this thing happen to me. You got a story like that. Hey, I like uh, this kind of scotch. What do you like to drink? Hey, I went on this kind of mission in, uh, in combat zone. What kind of missions have you been on? And so the, inter- in the interviews will take place like that where we'll dialogue and then, you know, basically have discussions about the questions of the very same things that I am approaching in that episode of the podcast. All right, we're back on In Shane in the Brain. Weapon, I want to recommend this podcast. Personal choice favorite, Glock 23, 40 caliber. Glock 23, in 40 caliber. Um, that's probably my favorite thing. I have a nice little laser sight on there with a flashlight. 
and I've got some uh, Mesher World Up bullets in there, and uh, but the feel of that gun and the way it handles, I mean, everybody's different. You got different hands, you know, your hands may be a different size. Where you carry your gun is a, is a big thing too, and so it's good on depending on some clothes for concealed carry, um, but then on the other clothes it's not, and so. There are other guns we'll mention in the coming podcasts that may be better for certain kind of clothes. Um, and we may mention weapons that are not just guns. But uh, if you're looking to go buy a gun and you're going to go today, I don't think you can go wrong with that. The one I have is the two-tone. It's black, and then it has the earth tone as the other part on the on the, on the the handle, and then the slide is black. Um, got some Triton sights on it and then I've got a laser on it of course and really the laser and the flashlight is good for nighttime if something goes bump in the night you can light that situation up with that light and the lasers on at the same time so you're lighting up that area and the laser is shining for your target acquisition um, so if you're going out gun shopping today Glock 23 in 40 caliber caliber I like that. We're going to change it. It's from caliber. We're going to change it to caliber. That's kind of like Mississippi I said earlier. There's no telling what kind of words we'll make up on this show. I'm going to close that segment out real quick. Glock 23 and 40 caliber if you're buying a gun today. You know what? Even if you're buying a gun tomorrow, I still recommend the same gun. If you got a recommendation, send it in to any of the social networking sites. The Shane Waldrop is how you find me. So I'll be right back to close out this podcast with a final thought on leadership in our Bible passage of the week or podcast. I can't decide if we're going to do day. How many of these I'm going to do a week? I don't know. My schedule's kind of crazy. I make notes on the fly using my phone and my Apple Watch. So we'll just see how this turns out. Um so I'll be right back talk about leadership and I'll talk about the format for interviews and we'll talk about our Bible passage uh, to close out this podcast and I'll be right back one more time. Bit of a disclaimer as we work out the kinks with iTunes, Overcast and Google Play that when we put copyrighted songs into the show through this app which you can listen to in this app the exportation of those into those other formats, those songs don't cross over. So there may be some of those moments where we say we're having a break or something, where music would be happening in the Anchor app, which you may be listening to right now. If you're over on iTunes or Overcast or Google, it may not actually play that music. It it could possibly just be blank right there. Working on that with those formats, and we'll get it dialed in. But that just a disclaimer in case you're wondering uh, how that goes down with the music. Not going to belabor the point on leadership today. I've talked a lot about becoming aware, and you need to be like that. I think everybody's a leader in some form or fashion or another. There's a lot of people who say there's leaders and then there's followers. But I've always also believed that somebody's always watching you no matter what level of life that you're in. And so everybody is a leader at some point or another in their life, whether it's little children or coworkers or employees or boss. Somebody's watching you and you have the opportunity and the ability to lead others. And so you've heard the term leaders lead the way. And that's what you need to do. 
So as you head out on your day to day and as you head out on your week or whatever you're about, lead the way. I don't, I, I have a philosophy. I'll never ask somebody to do something that I'm not willing to do myself. Doesn't mean I have to do it, but it means that my employees and the people that work for me and my team need to realize that I'm willing to do those things. And so are you like that? Do you want other people to do something dirty so you don't have to? Are you willing to even do it? Leaders lead the way. And as you become more aware and as you're aware of your surroundings, what's going on in the world, uh, you will become aware of yourself and you will lead the way and not be asking people to do something that you're not willing to do yourself. Um, my verse passage for this week uh, from the Bible that we'll close out with comes from Psalm 45. And I think it's a verses three through five. Very, very interesting and good passage. Here's what it says. Psalm 45, three through five. Put on your sword, O mighty warrior. You are so glorious, so majestic. In your majesty, ride out to victory, defending truth, humility, and justice. Go forth to perform all inspiring deeds. Your arrows are sharp, piercing your enemies' hearts. The nations fall beneath your feet. Well, that's deep right there. You ever wonder if the Bible has something to say about being tactically ready, spiritually and physically, ready to hunt demons and defend everything that is precious and important to you? Listen to that. Put on your sword, almighty warrior. In your majesty, right up to victory. Defend, look what he says, defending. Defending truth, defending humility, and defending, defending justice. Go out and perform all inspiring deeds. Your arrows are sharp, piercing your enemies' hearts. The nations fall beneath your feet. If you want real strength, strength that'll last, you need to get it from God. But while you're here on earth, you got to deal with the things of earth. Become aware, always be ready, and we'll catch you next time on In Shane in the Membrane. Have a great day.